All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a potty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Gentlemen. Yes. Congratulations. 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 What, that we made it through a season? We made it through another season. We absolutely did. We did it. Scott, I think the bigger congratulations goes to our very own Brian yes. J. Shesko. Right. Brian, yeah. champion, gonna, fantasy, yeah. mini league champion. Play that, play that, play that fake funky a- music, white boy. No, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I was going to say play that fake applause, the, the, the canned applause. If yes, play in there. yes, I will. Oh, um, it sounds good. Yes. You're such, Listen, a, you're such a lovely audience. The audience like to take you home with adores you. Yes. Brian, well done. Thank you. Well done. Listen, uh, if there's one thing that I haven't done yet, it's win a fantasy Premier League mini league game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, fa- wait, wait. You won this year, Brian. I did. Well, I won last year. You did. Dave, when's it going to be your turn, man? My time's coming. Don't okay. you worry right. about that, All right. you sack of crap. <laughs> um <laughs> So, but no, I have won fantasy American football before. And so I have titles in my closet. Okay. But the thing that's amazing about more so of winning these these mini league titles as opposed to like winning a fantasy football title, fantasy American American football, football, is that the American football season lasts 16 weeks. Right. For the most part. Some might be 17. 16 weeks, and, and what's amazing about that, though, is is it pales in comparison to the 38-week mm-hmm. grind, and it's not 38 straight weeks because of all the international breaks, Right. so the total amount of weeks, weeks is probably amount that we could calculate I mean, it's, if, it's if an, only it, I could count away. No, no, away. It, it mostly breaks down to about the same amount of time. I mean, it's it's nine months. It's August to May. Right. It's It's close to 43 weeks. It's an amazing right. amount of time. So, anyways, that is a grind, and yep. to to end up on top. And Brian led a lot of the way, especially mm-hmm. near the end, and nervously going into. Listen, you had some guys beating down your doors. Yeah. Also, I was, our I was listener say, Ryan. Yeah, I was, was going to say was on your heels, and I remember you. I felt like you were kind of making changes. Maybe you're kind of contemplating changes the last match week, trying to maybe calculate what he was trying to do, maybe and. And hey. nervous. You were nervous, right? Going oh, of course. There's yeah. nothing. I mean, even with a even with a little bit of a cushion. I mean, hey, look, you look at the world. The the guy that won the overall FPL, uh, Andy Levy. I'm, Adam, I'm yeah, sure. Levy. Yeah, Adam. 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 Yep. Adam Levy. Or? Uh, 
that Andy is uh that's a that's a celebrity here. Yeah, sure. Uh no uh no, he talked about that. Even with a fifty point lead, he had in the back of his mind the Champions League results lingering. You yeah. know, thinking, hey, if it can happen there, that's the most unexpected thing in the world. Sure. You know, I don't I don't feel safe even with this. I was just I I was impressed, I think, with in our own mini league. We had some. We ended up having some dead teams in yeah. there. Some people, some people fall away. It's inevitable, I think. And uh, you know, our league isn't gigantic. There were eighteen teams right. in our mini league. Though. Right. We kept it small this year by design. But I was, I was, I was happy with the amount of participation. I feel like there are a lot of people still playing and still making changes and still active managers. Yeah, uh, in our mini league, all the way through to the end. So I, I felt like that was really, that was really good. But yeah, definitely, there's nothing. I mean, I don't know what lead you could feel like is safe going into the last week uh, of the Two, season. Two hundred point lead in my that, <laughs> second place. That's a, second place doesn't have any chips. Yes, that's a that is a fair amount of points to be in the lead. Yeah. But no, it was it was it, it was definitely a grueling grind of a season. But yeah, yeah. I want to test to your champion Moxie here. Oh, geez. Have you already thought about what you're going to do going into Week One next year? Well, only because of only for podcasts, only because of what we're doing. Are you sure? Here. Not, uh, not no, just I, because I got to defend my title. I well, look, title what, look, we we can get onto what we're actually here to do. Okay. <laughs> but what? Just looking over the, you know, you look at the. The team of the season. You look at the, you know, we'll talk about the actual the game week thirty eight, uh, you know, team of the week. You know, you look at some of these things, and once you start digging in a little bit and seeing some of the names and trying to figure out, like, is this guy going to be real again next year? Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely yeah. start. You, yeah. you definitely start to see a little bit of stuff right. uh, emerging. It. So don't even listen. True champions. They might uh, celebrate one uh, evening, and the next day they're back at work grinding. Ryan. Yeah. I love it. I love Very it. Very good. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the overall storylines that we're taking away from this season uh, and, and that we'll carry into next season and uh, obviously a summer prior to that. We're going to talk about our summer plans at the end of this podcast, too, because our podcast doesn't necessarily go to sleep for the summer. No. We'll be around a little bit, so we're going to talk about that at the end. Uh, I'm going to go through what I found to be my best points per pound squad for the season. I have some very interesting numbers in that, so I'm excited to share that with you guys. And even before that, I'm gonna I'm gonna administer a quiz, a oh, season quiz. quiz. It's okay. gonna be called "Who Scored More." Hmm. I'm gonna ask you 14 questions. Wow! About it's gonna be you know, kind of a multiple choice option. Who scored more? I'm gonna see how many of you guys know. Oh. How well do you actually know? These players' uh, points. I, I feel like I'm about to ace a test right now. All right, oh, well, boy. good, 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 good. Uh, but prior to that, we're going to uh, take a look at the Game Week 38 Dream Team because someone has to do it, right? We'll we'll briefly blitz through that. So let's get right into that now, Brian. What yeah, do you let's, say? let's get on to what we were here to do in the first place. All right, we'll start with the Game Week 38 Dream Team. And we're going to start with a couple of players that we're not going to see in the, any Dream Team next year because they play for Cardiff. Aw. Sorry, Cardiff. Cardiff defeated Manchester United. Nathaniel Mendez Lang is the yeah. high scorer for the game of week. Of course, because a lot of people picked him. Yeah, scoring, 16 points. Scoring at least one goal that would only be good this season and not just because Cardiff is gone. But because VAR will take it away yeah, next season. Yeah, sure swing and a miss. That. 
is actually a hit in this case. <laughs> and uh, Mendez Lang benefits. Uh, but I will say, Neil Etheridge, as the Game Week 38 Dream Team goalkeeper, his 11 points, that feels poetic to me. Because mm. Neil Etheridge was a great fantasy goalkeeper almost all season long. He was very good. Fourth best for the for po- total points. But again, it just shows that you don't need to score a lot of points very often to be really great. Because he had five double-digit matches. Yeah. Five double-digit results over the course of the season, which accounted for 40% of his total points. That's fascinating. There were two hammers who made the Game Week Dream Team. Uh, a friend of the pod, if I can say that, yeah. uh, Mark Noble, made the Dream sure, Team Sure, he points. definitely is. And he even scored a goal that wasn't a penalty Wow! to get in here. Yeah. Good for him. A real-life goal. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. A real-life real life goal. Uh, another friend of the pod, Mikhail Antonio, he, Man, he's in here. That guy... It's frustrating. He is really frustrating, and he just he shows up. And when he shows up, he had a, a Zaha-like performance here. Mm. Lots of assists. No real goals, but uh, he was definitely West Ham's man in this match. Yes, 13, he was. 13 fantasy points. You mentioned Wilfried Zaha. It was his strike partner up front, Mishi Batshuayi, who made the dream team. 13 fantasy points at the forward position. Um, I would like to say that Zaha would also be on here if the Fantasy Premier League did not take away an additional assist Brian's from Zaha. I, yeah, I this. was. I was really upset. Major bitter about this. It was, and, uh, you know, you can go back and look at it, I'm sure, the, because the internet has no, uh, has eternal memory. The people who were furious about this were pointing out that Trent Alexander-Arnold was credited for his first assist. That's right. For, and, and it was very similar. Both... Both kicks took a deflection. Yep. They ruled that Trent Alexander-Arnold's did not, his the intended target was not changed. But yeah. they did say that about Zaha's. And if you watch it, there's nowhere else he was aiming. Right, right. The intended target was right where it ended up. So it was, yes, I am, I am still bitter about that. What I'm taking away from this is that not only are Premier League referees biased against Zaha, but so are the FPL powers that be oh it was oh it was baloney i think it might just be the fact that liverpool always gets the benefit of the call that's where i would probably go liverpool the darling of of the premier league and and the fantasy premier league wand waivers do you you hear that brian that's Uh the sound of jealousy right there (laughs) that's that's the sound of jealousy yeah well let's 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 cheer up a little bit taking pictures look at me i win the boot back to back years yeah, so did. did your teammate, and so did Aubameyang. So don't Who act, made the th- dream team. So don't act like yeah. you're all that. Good he chance. is all that. He he tied for the lead in goals. He's one of the biggest letdowns in fantasy this year. Good transition, though, Dave, to get uh. us to Sadio Mane. Yeah, yes. true. Enough about Aubameyang. We barely mentioned him, but that's fine. We'll move on. Aubameyang's up there. So Sadio Mane with 15 points. He ended well. Yeah, he definitely Mane. did. And the stat that's that's a that is a regret for me at the end of the not owning Mane enough. N- well, not, not yes, not owning Mane enough, not captaining Mane in the last the last week here. Uh, Mane at home has been great. All uh, was great here. A lot of his uh, his hot streak from the second half of yeah. the season. 
He was hot when uh, so his teammate wasn't, and he carried the Liverpool flag when his teammate hey, fell flat in his face. Everyone was on. on so many people were on Salah. FPL themselves. Well, that was stupid. They, they were. They, yeah, Salah was the game week thirty eight captain to end the season. And listen, Mane was a stud going down the stretch. Let's she just was. call it that. One Manchester City citizen made the dream team, and of all of the citizens to make it, it had to be Riyad Mahrez. The only guy less likely, I think, to get that would have been, uh, you know, and your Foden's and your Zinchenko's, <laughs> um, a mate, possibly a Mendy. There's no guarantee that that guy's starting, much less getting into the team. I know. Team. He was great, though. Listen, it, it looked Lester Mares. Yeah. His, that, that pullback goal oh, was great. It was filthy. Yeah, it's true. The back line, it was a 3-5-2 formation for the Dream Team. Our, our three defenders were Trent Alexander-Arnold. I was glad to see Fabian Scher. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right, Brian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Let's say it that way. I want. Wait, that's how you taught us to say yeah, it. I'm sure that's it? what. I'm sure you're right. Okay. I, I wanted. I wanted to say it one more time. What's that Umlaut tell us? I can't remember. Mm. It's all a cloud in my mind. Ricardo Pereira of Leicester. As I if, feel. I feel let down right now. As if I'm. So- I am disappointed. <laughs> Honestly, I, if you remember it that way because you think I told you that, then I think you're probably right. I thought it was Shar. I don't Char. remember at all. I remember thinking I it was Shar too. No, I remember thinking it was Shar, and he told me if it, it would have been wrong. it was Share. It was Share. He would have hey, yeah. suggested that Sonny right. and Share. Fabian. He would have nah, said. I think he did. I think we talked about Share. I don't know if I have Share in my playlist. You yeah, might I not. I, I think we went. I, so, look, I think he gonna... teased it, and then we went with something else. Yeah, you know how he does. I'm not going to put Share into your. Playlist. You would. Dave, one of oh, these days, I need a picture I? of your. If I could turn back time, did I put that on you? Oh, you know no. What? It is share. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you. I remember. I it listened to Brian. It is share. Oh, I listened sorry. to Brian and I listened to this podcast. All right. Good. Yeah. Someone has to do it. Hey, I love it that we, we we remembered it by the music. Hey, congrats to the just over 5,000 people who brought in Fabian share for the for the final week. Hey, Jeez, they Louise. benefited yeah. big time. That's outstanding. Hey, Pereira, if it wasn't for Mendez Lang, you'd probably think Pereira is the least likely to end up here for the week. Yeah. Nobody was picking Mendez Lang to be part of any team. No. But the starting ever. lineup of, of... Ever, never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but Pereira, um, I think everybody expected that Leicester was going to do well against Chelsea, but not nil-nil well. Right. You, I, there, that was the. Not I no, think no that that scoreline, yeah, that scoreline. Because that's how he got seem, nine. Seemed he an had impossibility. Six, six clean sheet, and then three bonus points. So, Pereira is one of those guys. I know we we've talked about him all season long. We talked about him all preseason and season long, and uh, he's one of those guys. Once I I think he he was one of the. Uh, once you start digging into some of the stats, yeah, uh, it's really he had a really impressive season overall. So. Mm. Absolutely. I'm glad to see him here in the end. And he'd be worthy of consideration to start next season, I think. Depending yeah, on where de- Leicester I, is. Yeah, depend yeah, de- definitely depending on what, you know, once we see the schedule come out, That's yeah, right. for sure. I expect he'll probably be five and a half. Or I think higher. he's he's, yeah. he's probably going to yeah. jump up. It's going to be it's going to be right where you have to think about it, which is what FPL should do. Yep. All right, gentlemen. I've teased the who scored more quiz. Here we go. We're see. jumping right into it right We're now. We're jumping right into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out just how well you know 
how well these players did throughout the season. So this is about overall points, unless okay. you hear otherwise. Overall point totals, who scored more? You'll both get a chance to answer. We'll see who does the best. We'll start with a warm-up. All right, there's a warm-up. You okay. can get this. Get so loose. this isn't official. Well, yeah, sure. Not official. Because okay. then that'll give us 13 odd numbers. Something. Okay. All right. Do Among your, all do, goalkeepers. Do your bends and stretches, Dave. Get yourself You want us yeah. answering at warm. the same time, like paper, rock, scissors, shoot. No. Like both, like. That doesn't answer. go. Yeah, let's doesn't say play at the well same a, time, make it real confusing. It doesn't yeah. play well in an audio podcast. All right. No, we'll, we'll go on at a time. All right. Among all goalkeepers, who scored more, Allison or Ederson? I know the answer to this. It is Allison. Allison. I would get. I would go with Allison. Yes. Okay. Good. Very good. He scored seven more points. One seventy-six to one sixty-nine. He won the Golden Gloves. He sure did. Didn't he? The sticky mitt. The sticky mitt, <laughs> as aptly named by this podcast. All right. Liverpool defenders. Who scored more? Was it Andy Robertson, Virgil Van Dyke, or Trent Alexander-Arnold? You Andy, know the answer. Yeah, to this. I do. It, Andy Robertson. I, I'll name them in order. Andy Robertson, Virgil, and Trent. Do you know how close that Robertson and Van Dyke were? Closer than we probably think. Five points yeah. difference. The, Five points difference. Wait, 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 I mean, is that you have You have just named the entire defense of the team of the season. Right. The fantasy it's, team of the season. Right. Allison, probably. Uh, yeah. Allison, Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah. It's a. I mean, it is. Liverpool. That is amazing. So, and look, and I'll ask this. Maybe we'll answer this question later. But I think I, I probed this last pod. Would you have been better off instead of owning three Liverpool offensive players That's right. to own three Liverpool defensive players all season? Anyways, mm-hmm. we'll answer that later. Interesting question. Let's move to the Chelsea defense. Okay. The Chelsea defense had three pretty equal scorers. Was it David Luiz, Marcus Alonso? Or Dave Espilicueta, who scored more? I think it was Louise, but I will not be surprised to find out that I'm wrong and it was Alonzo. I, I would go with Louise. <laughs> You're both right. 164 oh, for Louise, 161 for, for Alonzo, Alonzo, and 158. Which is so bizarre. For for I did Alonzo. look at Dave. Uh, I saw Espilicueta's scores. He. I, I mean, he he was the one. He, he's the casualty here. He he was the stalwart who just never, like, he played every hey, he game. He finished with, I think he finished with at least four. Maybe maybe he finished with five assists. He did, he still ended up with some decent, where you look at it and you say, well, he probably did pretty good. And then you look at his total score and it was a little disappointing. And I think, you know, part of it is being overshadowed by David Luiz, who, was, who I feel like feels like he was consistent all season. And then that doofus, Marcus Alonso, who deserves to lose his job and go back to Spain. Scott, what was his total? Alonzo? 161. Okay. Brian, would you? He probably scored 130 in the first 15 <laughs> first weeks. Eight weeks. In the first 15 weeks of the season. Uh, not that dramatic. I mean, uh, wouldn't surprise it, me. It was a lot. He did score. Let's see. I'm doing some quick math here. Oh, uh, let me. If your quick math was only as good as mine, I I can tell you this. Looking at looking at his total score, Marcus Alonso's total of 161 points. It should tell you a lot about the total that his points in the second half of the season was 57. Yes, he scored 57 say, points he got from to week 100. 20 on. Yep, he got to 100 after game week 17. 
So then yeah. his other 61 were Honestly, last Honestly, I think I said 130 by week 15. I wasn't that <laughs> far off. Not terrible. All right, <laughs> moving on. Tottenham midfielder. Who scored more, Christian Eriksen or Son? I think a little Son, tougher. I think Son got him. Take your guy. I'll take. I'll lose here. Give, I, give me the there L. There is something about this that I think. Mm, I want to officially answer Son because I feel like he had the better year. But something about me feels like Erickson snuck past him late. Brian. Yeah, I got Son. You're both wrong. Christian Erickson, one sixty-one to one fifty-nine. Oh no, I, that Erickson was my answer. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said son. Uh, I I'm said sorry. I wanted to answer official Let's do that son, again. but no, that's fine. Leave it in. But my answer was... It's that he said so many with, other words well, than his answer that right. I think he's he right. got thrown. He's actually correct. It's confusing. No, I said that I think Erickson snuck by him in the end when I, it doesn't I feel like he would. All right. All right. So Dave is right. Erickson was the uh, guy. Yes. All right. Among all forwards, all forwards, Aubameyang or Aguero? I think Aubameyang got the finish with the most points. Wow, I think I'm gonna agree. I think it is a bombing yang, but I don't feel good about this at all. It's a, this is a the answer is a bombing yang. Yeah, two hundred five to two hundred one. Yeah, very close. I, but yeah, you you could have probably talked me off that. And I, that I, happened in the final final. I mean, Aguero scored the last mm-hmm. week. But I think and I don't think a bombing yang scored two and should have had three. Yeah, exactly. Or four. I think a, I think a bombing yang got him. A bombing yang lost the boot on a sitter in front of goal. That was one of my favorite. Calls of go- entering into week thirty-eight was with this was if you're gonna take it if you're gonna gamble you're gonna on someone gamble, gamble on a bombing yang. It's right. true, you did because of his 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 performances against Burnley have been outstanding the last the last. You brought matches. really good stats on that last pod, and, it, and if and anyone held listened, up, man, it did. It, I am. I was screaming, so I didn't have much to root for watching the Arsenal match. Look, let's just have. I want to talk about Arsenal. Let's just go dive into it for a second. I will regretfully agree. Understood. I'm watching City on the big on the TV, and and Liverpool on the computer, mm-hmm. and on my phone is <laughs> Arsenal, and I, I don't have anything to root for because they're not in they're or, not overcoming in order of importance. That's exactly <laughs> they, right. They're not overcoming the goal deficit. But what gave me something to root for was Aubameyang had two goals, and I'm watching the other two matches with the other goal, top goal scorers in Aguero, Mane, and Salah. Mm-hmm. So I know where everyone's sitting on, mm-hmm. and I'm rooting for that third goal. Do you really care about that so much? I wanted, a, I wanted Arsenal to have some form of silverware you well, know, this could. year. Well, they could. I mean, technically, Aubameyang did get a boot, but I wanted him to get the only boot. Mm. Anyway, so, it, yes, and they still have Europa. You're right. I'm not selling that short. They, they need, 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 need that. So anyways, that's all I got. Very good. All right. All right, let's go to Watford. There are three midfielders on Watford who had similar scores. Uh, De La Feu, Decore, or Pereira? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm already shivering with this question. I'm going to go Decore. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, but what's the question? Who scored the most? Yeah. 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 I'm going to say Decore. Really? Yeah. Only because I feel like I took... He was more uh, consistent? Yeah, I feel like Pereira had that... He had a, a few moments. Most of them when he first got, got rolling at the you know kind of at the beginning of the season. De La Feu had the same kind of flashes, but I feel like they happened more middle and late. De La Feu probably is the answer that begs, begs answering. Go ahead, answer it then. I'm not... 
I'll go with it. Fine. I'll go with it. Even though I don't feel great about it. It is Jerry D. 133 for, for De La Feu. 124 for Decor. I got See, lucky. I'm, I'm giving them to you. Wow, you are. Wow. Toss <laughs> them up. I, I don't feel like I deserve that at all. Let's go to Newcastle. Newcastle Defender. We talked about Fabian Cher and the great final week that he had. Did he score more or did Jamal Lascelles score more? Man, that's a tough one, but I think Cher did. I think Cher got I would him. Go, I would go Cher. You're both wrong. Jamal Lascelles got him 95 to 93. I felt like it was a setup. Well, it's it's mostly because it took Fabian about 11 weeks, weeks to get to start. started. Yeah. yeah, He played once in like the first 10 weeks or something. It doesn't get any easier here, keeping it with Newcastle. Forward position. Oh, Solomon man. Rondon or Iosi Perez. I'm going to go with Perez. How dare you? I'm going with Perez. <laughs> Brian cannot not go with Of course Rondon. I'm taking Rondon. I know you are. Rondon's the answer. 148. Ah, you got one back. My guy. 148 to 141. Let's go to Manchester hey, United. That yes. guy right there is your he is your uh Newcastle barometer. What happens with him will say exactly you'll find out the same time what's happening with Rafa Benitez. Rondon? Oh yeah. It is so I'm waiting my if options. Rondon I need to stays, see. If, if Benitez stays Rondon stays. Rondon stays. And I think that's probably going to be true for a bunch of those guys. Wow. And if both of them stay, Newcastle stays in the Premier League. Agre- I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, Man, get well soon and stay healthy next year, Miguel hey, Almiron. I yes. can root. I, man, oh man. I can root for the Magpies. Heck yeah, you yeah, can. Absolutely. 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 Get John Joe Shelby out there. We'll always for him. Most well, of the haters I see on he's, Twitter. He's ruined it a little bit. Most of the haters I see on Twitter for like Liverpool are all Magpies. They, oh, good. I'm serious. I don't know what... Like Scott, I like en- Newcastle. Enlighten me. I don't know. Is there any reason why Newcastle fans like hate Liverpool? No, no, because uh, Liverpool because they fans... both share the North. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't know what the... Liverpool fans should. Is there some history there? I don't know. Most, about? most Liverpool fans I know respect Rafa Benitez, even though he's a former manager. Sure, but I'm talking about the club, not necessarily no, the, the club manager. Is fine. Okay. there's nothing wrong. All right, with the I'm club. just, I just have recently seen visceral huh. things from. Magpies. Doesn't make any sense. Anyways. All right, let's go to Manchester United. Defender, Luke Shaw or Victor Lindelof? Oh, man. Go ahead, Dave. You pick this one. Yeah, you're right. Um, I will go with... Gosh, this begs Shaw. but uh, uh, So I'm going to go with Shaw. Okay. Brian? I was going to say Shaw. That was my first instinct. You're both right. 91 to 85. Not a lot of points there for Manchester United. No, no, especially for shocking. Considering Shaw was was their player of the season and the guy everybody kind of saw. It's amazing at his best. Everyone kind of, I feel like you saw what what uh, everyone hoped you'd see from Luke Shaw, and then uh, well, then they imploded. Yeah. So Raheem Sterling was the highest scoring Manchester City midfielder by a mile. Who was the second highest City midfielder scorer? Was it Bernardo Silva or Leroy Sané? You know this one, Dave. I think I do know. I will go Sané. I think of Sané, shockingly. Weird. I was going to say Bernardo Silva. No, I, I feel like I saw that Sané was shockingly higher in the table than I, I would have thought he was in scoring. It is Leroy Sané, 156 to 154. Wow. Good memory, Dave. Yeah. It, uh, well, but it jumped literally. When I remember just 
briefly glancing, even though the last match because I was watching matches, the top midfield scores, and I remember one of the things that jumped out at me was Leroy Sané was like top 15 or something crazy. Like I was like, what? Yeah, the Marcus Alonso of midfielders. That's, That's exactly right. Good call. Yeah, good call. All right, this one's fun. Chelsea forward. You have Olivier Giroud, who basically came off the bench all season sometimes. And then Gonzalo Higuain, who just played from January to May. Which one of those two guys scored more points? Take your guy. Yeah, I'll take Drew. You have to take Drew. You know that's probably the answer. I'm going to go Higuain just to make it fun. Okay. It's closer than it should have been. 55 to 53. Oh, wow. Giroud outscored yeah. Higuain. Good job. Man. See, he's, see, Giroud's still is good for something. Yeah. We've got sure. three more to go, including a special surprise in our final one. Oh, boy. Burnley forward. Ashley Barnes or Chris Wood? Oh, man, not fair. You know they, who I don't want to take. <laughs> I th- Yeah, you hate Ashley Barnes. I'm going to say they exactly tied. Ooh. Wow, is that straddling the fence? Yep. I'm going to go for a hopeful Chris Wood because I... My dislike of Ashley Barnes. Chris Wood got him by nine. Yes. Wow. Good job, Dave. Brighton defender. Shane. Sometimes, sometimes Brian, it pays to hate. That's true. <laughs> Brighton defender. I know that we all think they're the same person, but Shane Duffy or Lewis Dunk. All right. I. You want me to go first? I know the answer to this. I don't know the answer. Uh, I would. Duffy seems. I, I'll go with Duffy. Yeah, it's Shane Duffy. Is yeah, it? by actually by quite a bit, by uh, twenty-four points. Shane yes. Duffy, your. Fantasy Premier League, well, I guess your Premier League leader for defenders for goal scored this season. Was he? Yep. Okay. Six goals for Shane Duffy this year, more than any other defender. Now, this final one, I'm not going to give you multiple choices. I hope he's not in the league after this next season. I hope he is on <laughs> Arsenal next year. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'll take Dunk and Duffy at Arsenal. All right, let me, yeah, let right. me rephrase. I hope he is not, not part Brighton. of Brighton because Brighton go. is long gone. There you go. Fair enough. New manager Brighton though next year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe hey, maybe they turn into something fun. All right, and our last question, I'm not gonna give you multiple choice. I just want you to tell me. I need you just to know this, all right? Who is the highest scoring Arsenal midfielder? Holy frick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, Brian? I think it might be Xhaka, which is shocking. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> that, that hurts. That hurts. I I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is wrong, but I want to guess him anyway. I think it was Alex Awobi. Jaka had ninety points on the season. Okay. Aaron Ramsey had ninety one. Wow. McTarian had ninety eight. Oh okay. yeah, that was that was that was the real answer. That Alex Awobi had ninety nine. I was Ryan! right. You got that. Uh, my my in my if I was my, my head answer was McTarian. McTarian, but you my, wanted it. my joke answer was Wobie because <laughs> he had he was good when he was good. I, that's the worst. Wow, <laughs> wow, that if is you come here fantasy hey, analysis, you come here for analysis. You're gonna get analysis. He was hard hitting analysis. He was when he was good. He, he was, was good. good. Messeders a distant fifth. You can write that down. What a chucker. Hey, <laughs> can, can we revisit my single favorite move since, since uh, you know, uh, like we'll call this a champion's moment. Okay. okay. In a segment we like to call the champion's moment. Uh, <laughs> my single favorite move in Fantasy Premier League this season was owning Aaron Ramsey 
for exactly one week at the beginning of the season when Arsenal played Everton and Aaron Ramsey got two assists. <laughs> and and then you sold him. He was worth nine points that day. Yeah. I was still below average for the week. It was still not a great week. But I owned Aaron Ramsey in Wait, a week at, at where he best. scored nine points. Yes, well done. Well done. Very champion. good. Great yeah. champion. That's Champions a great I, that's, yeah. that's a great champion. One, one time moment. a year segment. Champions yeah. moment. I love it's it. Good. It's great. All right. I don't know, Scott. I wonder. That might be that might be a theme. That might be a new segment next year. But he just gets to do a champion's a moment. A champion's moment. Why did we not start this last year? Why didn't I Because you didn't think moment? of it. It would have been a great idea if you would have thought of it. <laughs> Fine. But you didn't think of it. That's true. All That's right. true. Only, I mean, it was a champion, champion's prerogative. Champion move right That's there. That's it. <laughs> Let's talk about some storylines that were taken away from the season overall. We, we had a great preview show. Yeah. We did. We, we we examined all 20 teams. I haven't listened back started. to it. I'm just going to trust you on this. I, I actually kept my rankings for each team, and I thought about going through them at the end of the season. We're not going to do that. All right. But uh, I did weigh uh, oversell Nabi Kato in the season, but that's fine. I digress. I know. I mocked you. I feel like it's you a, did. most of the time, did. but that's fine. Rightfully so. But he did show signs of what he's supposed Honestly, to be. Honestly, look, late sometimes we have to. I, I wanted to mock you, or I think I did at one point. That you said Nabi Kata was going to be the this the, year's most this year's most solid. So listen, next year, next year. Here's the thing, though. In fairness to you, uh, it takes stones to make a bold call. That is a massively bold call. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So you were you stuck with it, and hey, that's that's fine. That's but sometimes you're wrong. The real answers are always what you don't expect. So I was trying to find what would that be. You're right. Got it way wrong. But let's talk about some of the storylines we are taking away. I'm I'm going to start. I had a terrible season. We've we've talked about that over the entire course of this season on this podcast. Now that the season's over, uh, you know we can mercifully, uh, you know, bury that animal and 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 wait till next year to to try again. Uh, but but what happened was I ended up getting away from my principles. Okay, so good. This is good because I wanted to ask you. What did you learn? Yes. So I'm going to do some content over the summer. Scott, what did you learn? <laughs> you talked about Fantasy Premier League being a grind over 38 game weeks, yeah. nine months of the year. Yeah. I learned a lot about how real life soccer players and coaches go through seasons. Yeah. And specifically the death spiral and the quicksand sucking down of the sure. relegation zone. Sure. I learned a lot about that this year. I'm going to yeah. use that in, in, in the form of some summer content for this okay, podcast. Good. So I'm going to talk more about that in other in, in later episodes. But 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 what I, did you learn? Give me give me a principle. I that... panicked. Okay. I panicked early in the season when things were not going my way. I talk all the time about how we really could just do this podcast maybe once a month at the most. Because the reality is you should have some staples in your lineup all season long. Guys that you plug in and leave there, you don't pay attention to what their scores are from week to week because by the end of the season, like we discussed with some of these guys that we've already discussed in this in this episode, when you get to the end of the season, you look at their overall points, you get all those points if you keep those guys all season long. I mean, that's just, that's just common sense, right? So I put together what I would consider to be the best points per pound squad using a 4-4-2 formation that would have gotten you the most points over the course of the season if you stick to my principle, which is basically keep the guys. Keep the guys. Don't play the lottery and and sell and buy all the time and, and try to 
try to try to guess who's going to score the points in each game week. Just just put the best eleven out there and hold on to them until they get hurt or until they are way out of form that you need to make a move. Okay. Okay. So here's here's what I came up with. It's a horrible strategy, but I'm I'm ready for this. If Allison's your goalkeeper. <laughs> Yeah, right. Your Good. defenders were Andy Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, David Luiz, and Luca Dina. That's good. Yeah. That's good. If your midfielders yeah, were you Eden Hazard, Sadia Mane, Gilfie Sigurdsson, and Ryan Frazier. Mm. Well, okay. You're already on pace to be like, I mean, like, yeah, sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the best points per pound squad oh, together here. Great. And your forwards were Aubameyang and Raul Jimenez. Yeah, I knew Jimenez probably is the best of anyone. Yes. At the beginning of the season, those 11 players were worth 76.5 pounds. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Their value went up to 82.4 at the end of the season. Now, in fairness, you'd have to fill a bench out, so you're adding four more players. So You're adding four more players with 23 pounds. That's your bench. Right, but... That's more than five pounds per position. You you can do that. Yeah, you're you can totally do that. No, no, no. I'm considering two of those are defenders. But what I'm saying is when, when it was first presented, it seemed like... Seven, well, no, you're doing a four-four-two. So. Yeah. yeah so it, you add one more player at each position. That is your bench. Yeah, sure. But you you could outfit a bench with that. If you had that lineup all season long as your starting lineup. Well, this is the this is the drum roll. Your points. Those their their points added up are two thousand one hundred and fourteen. That's that not high enough. It's that not doesn't captain. count any captain picks or chips. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. Not cat, not factoring in captains. You easily would add. Well, no, but some of the- a couple hundred points for captains picks yeah, over thirty-eight right. weeks yeah. and chips. You would take 2,400, 2,500 points. Well, hold on. What number did you put on captains and chips? How much more did you add to it? A couple hundred. That's probably fair. Two hundred. I would think over the course of thirty weeks. over thirty-eight weeks, that doubling any of those guys. If you, know, you, if you get the picks times. right from week to week. Now, we talk all the time about how important captain's picks are. But, I mean, you would have taken 2,300 points this oh, year, 2,400 points this no year. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I was thinking. So, man, so 2,100 points? Eh, you know, that's before any chips. 23 to 2,400 points? Yes, absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. we did a comparison on our Slack workspace about – my score last year, winning the mini league, to Brian's score this year. Yes. Now this is really interesting. And this is another fascinating storyline about this season. It's sort of mind blowing. It really is. I had twenty two sixty six as my total score last season. Mm-hmm. And your overall rank was thirty three thousand. Right. Eight hundred twenty six. Right. Brian scored eight less points than me, but his overall rank was about eighty thousand spots yeah. further down. It's it's so bizarre. Yeah. This season, the I mean. The points were the crazy high this season. Were a lot higher, and so our fantasy audience is either getting smarter, <laughs> or that's right. And I think because Brian and I had a little bit of discussion about this, it came from the defense mm. from Liverpool and City's defense, Ederson and Laporte, and then Liverpool's Liverpool. defense. That's right. Owning those guys and David Luiz, throw him in there. And then maybe Adinia and and you know some others as well. Owning those guys were getting you way more points. You had in overall points. You had defenders scoring. We talked about how four, two defenders, four midfielders. Midfielders typically score the most points. Yeah, four mid 
fielders outscored Andy Robertson. Just four. That's it. We had two that broke the 200-point barrier. Salah, Hazard, Sterling, and Mane, right? Same thing for Virgil van Dijk, and same thing for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Four defenders scored more. Four, um, forgive me, four midfielders scored more than those three defenders. Yeah. So I think that's one reason why. Sure. And I felt, but also, I felt like the forward scoring was down a little bit. It really was. It's fascinating because we've talked in years past, we've, ta- we've focused a lot when it comes to maximizing points, it's midfield and then forward, with your hope being that maybe you get some clean sheet points from your defense. But this year, you wanted more than clean sheet points from your defense. Yes. You're looking for assists. Maybe even some goals. And you're getting this from the wingbacks, from from the outside of the defense, not the inside. Right, Scott? I'm just kidding. As I'm baiting norm. you here. We're as not, we're not going to dive into it. As the norm, yes. Anyone who's listened to the past knows what I'm yes, trying to do at absolutely. this moment. But but that has partly to do with the fact that the, the in-vogue formation right now is a, a 3-5-2 in the Premier yeah, League. I've, and that's I, bound to change. Well, someone consider that to be a 3-4-3. You you could look at it that way, or a four three three. But essentially, you're right. It's 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 uh, wingbacks in defense. You know, halfbacks moving forward, being a part of as the as an attack. FPL formation. Five midfielders. Yes, that's that's what. You, yes, I did that. Oh, I did that. A not lo- in real life. Yeah, you're talking about an FPL formation. I did that a lot more. Yes. and well, I already and I already did it a good bit last season. But this year, yeah, I mean, I I made. Most of my season, Ryan Fraser was the cheapest midfielder that I have. Yeah, that I had. Yeah, and so I felt good about playing five midfielders most of the time. Hey, I can give you. I did a little bit of a deeper dive. Well, so on, I was going to ask you this. on so, so, on so on captain choices. Yes. Okay, all right, let's go with that. Because something that I, you know, as you said, Dave, when you look at kind of comprehensively over the course of the season, so your brother had asked, brother Matt had asked about how many times you hit, you know, that I hit on my captain. Right. And so I hit tw- 24 times in 38 weeks. I got an, I got a return I from my I, captain. I thought I counted 16, but what I was counting was more than five. I, so that you're, you're, technically your captain had to score double digits. What I was counting is not a three or a two or a one or a zero. Okay. So, so... So you, eight, once, you might have gotten an eight in there. I yes, there were plenty of times where that was yeah, or where it was a, an assist. Okay. Times two. Okay. So to me, that there were there are plenty of times where yeah, it's a you know there's a yes a, a five. So twenty four times. So twenty four times. Okay. My average score getting on times where I got a where I did get a captain choice right was. Around seventy. Wow, that's so. Good. My average score with really the captain good. score hitting was around seventy. It was okay. sixty nine in the first half of the season, seventy one in the second half. Okay. Of the season. My average without hitting a captain was forty six, hmm. between forty six and fifty. So basically, Man. so basically forty eight. It's a big difference. Even though it's you a, weren't scoring that much, but for whatever reason, it translated as such that that's a massive. Difference. It's a huge difference. What was weird was, like the first five weeks of the season, I got something from my captain. The first I hit the first five times, which I'm like, yes, that's great. You want, you know, you want five straight, you know, goals. You want more than, you know, more than five or six from your captain. 
even hitting the captain, two of those weeks, I finished with a score below average. So I was really surprised to see over the course of the season, it's still like, it's not a lot, but five times I didn't get my captain right, but I still finished with a score above average. Mm. So it's not ideal, you know, obviously week to week, like, you know, even, uh, you know, we kind of saw it at the end of our season here, you know, there are those differential weeks, the weeks where you score 60 and the rest of the world average is like 38. Those are the weeks, you know, those are just as important as it is. Yeah. You know, anytime where you, you know, if you get into the eighties or nineties and everyone else is in the, you know, so yeah, I, I was really interested to see, you know, at the end of the season, you know, that, that big of a gap, you know, basically 20, almost 25 point gap between, you know, hitting your captain, or at least for me, it yeah. was. So real quick, yeah. on the tail end of that, what is off the top of your head, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, one moment of like, what did you learn? Well, I think the biggest thing for sure was uh, my biggest, probably my single biggest regret of the entire season was using my wild card in the second half of the season and when I look back, I didn't make enough changes to to warrant using my wild card yeah, okay, at the time. And I know most, I know most, you know, a lot of other fantasy sites that are out there, the most reputable ones have said, and plenty of people who are really successful at this had said, if you look at your team and you you see four or you know five, you know, you have that many positions that you can change, it's it's worth it. You know, if you know, don't don't be ashamed to use your wild card if you feel like you have more spaces than you can cover without you know that you don't want to take that kind of a, a negative, you know, you don't want to take that kind of a hit. I feel like I changed five people on my second half wild card. And I I look back and I'm like, I could have probably gotten away with way way less than that. Wow. Okay. I probably shouldn't have done that. There were plenty of other things like, you know, just seeing the, you know, seeing the number of times where, you know, Raheem Sterling, the number of times Raheem Sterling was a differential captain this season now looks insane. Like knowing that there were three times this season where not many people owned him. And even in our own mini league where there were times where he, you know, I, I know for sure there was at least one week, the week, the one week I went over a hundred. He was my captain. It was the week that he had his that he had a hat trick against Southampton. It was the one week I went over a hundred this season, and I don't know if anybody else in the league even had him at that point, right? It, or it, and if anyone did, no one captained him, right? So I mean, just weeks like that where you have that one thing, you know, that is like that's such a unicorn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to catch that kind of like luck. That one week, yeah. I mean, that is that makes that that shows that to me was like that shows the luck of this game. Sure, that you can have that one moment that's mm-hmm. like you score sixty points more than everybody else, and it's just I got that guy. It's that funny, one guy. It's 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 really interesting to hear you talk about that because I, I had two very opposite years last year and this year, mm-hmm. and there are things that I learned this year about last year. Hmm. Uh, in, in seeing it in the opposite way. So, for instance, we spent more time this year throughout the season talking about team value. Right. 
And uh, to me, I never really paid a whole lot of attention to that. I just paid attention to what was in my bank and what I could transfer in and what I couldn't from week to week with my with my free transfer and, and whatever else based on what my available bank was. Didn't really think a whole lot about what my overall team value was that was contributing to what kind of quality players I could bring in until this year Yeah, when I got off to such a poor start and my team value never really got over 101. Yeah. And that lack of value in my overall team kept me from making a lot of the transfers that I would have liked to have made. Mm-hmm. And each week just built on each other. Last year it built for good. Yeah. This year it really contributed to a downward spiral. So, so you're, what you're saying is Dave was right? In a way, yes. But at the same time, <laughs> Dave never got the full benefit of his 105 yeah. no, pound team value. Great transition because this is what I this is what I learned. Yeah. Dave, what so, did you learn? Thank you, Brian. I was waiting for you to ask. Going into week game week 29, my team value had gotten up to a 107.5. Yep, which is way above what you were hoping for. Which was also my overall rank hadn't gotten there uh, to its highest point yet, but it was it was close. Right before I stopped focusing on what the team value was. So up until this point, for the most part, I'd really been focusing week to week on team value and so much a lot so of it, made, it made you buy a Ross Barkley. <laughs> At some point, I think like, I did own a like Ross a lot Barkley. of like a lot of other folks. Uh, yes, it wasn't my greatest moment, but I didn't lose money on him, so that was important. That's good, but Scott, up until game week twenty eight, I was cruising one hundred seven point yeah. five, and my whole goal was so that my second wild card when I made it, I had a lot of money to spend on the best players. Yep. I roll into week game week 29, 30, and 31, the three worst game weeks of the season, and it sent me into a place that I could I, – I, I, I didn't get any lower after that. Those three weeks yeah. put me down. I went from like fourth to eighth in the league, and I couldn't hardly crawl out of there. My scores were 29, 33, and 22. Yeah. Like those are and, – and so for whatever reason and, – and so this is what's interesting. I looked at my end of the year team value, yeah, one hundred five point five. Okay, so I was focused so much on team value and who was move who was moving the meter, right? Sure. And when I stopped focusing on that, the results tanked. They did. They you, absolutely did. Is that what you think caused that? I mean, I mean, it correlates, but but was that the cause? I'm going to have to dig a little deeper. Yeah, but. I am in, yeah, maybe. It might be. Look, I missed on some captains, right? But obviously those weeks will tell you I didn't hit a captain on any of those weeks. So sure. if you don't hit on a captain in three straight weeks, you're going to be in trouble. And so, one of those weeks I triple captained and missed. Okay, the 22. <laughs> that does, that right? really hurts. That, that was that was Salah Huddersfield. Well, I know that. I one know, point or yeah, something. Yeah, I know that was, that was one of the biggest stories for our personal mini league was the – the, the 31 lack, 32 the lack of triple captains you know the triple captain that people hit. used almost almost no one got a, a return from brother their matt got captain. an eight i think mm-hmm. out of his you probably i think did the best i may have with yours and you got with i got Sterling. 11 from hazard in week 37 okay. all right so, so 33 but yeah, yeah, I mean that was I mean that obviously that you know that we're not saying anything new by saying it's good for you to get a good captain. But yeah, right. But so, you can see the in the real numbers. Yeah. But yeah, you can see the real numbers that the, the difference that that actually makes. So rounding all that up. Yeah. 
what I did wrong early in the season, and like, and I've said this before, Brian did way better than me. He made less changes, made money, but less changes. Hmm. I will, I will try to dial that back a little bit, but not really stop it. I'm going to okay. continue so, to focus on similar, it. Similar, similar game plan, similar yep. philosophy. And I think I'm going to continue it even after, because I think it keeps me focused on players' form and value. Along and it kind of starts taking away maybe my personal acumen of what I think because I think I'm so smart, right? That oh, I think and or I feel like this might happen. Mm-hmm. Where if I'm just going with stats, because what what that really just does is me focusing on that takes the personal things out of it and just yeah. focuses on stats. And technically, if you ask any better or anyone out there, if you can just focus on stats, well, that's why I better say never bet on your own personal favorite team. That's bet right. on other teams, right, if you're going to bet or whatever. So, you know, I think that's what it did for me going into. Most of it was just just focus on the numbers. But the downside of that is that you're going with the crowd a little bit there too because that's what's driving value. Yeah. And uh, who are you know, who are, recent, who are chasing points? Who are chasing who are cha- points? Like we've said, I mean, that was something that I'm sure you said right away. Chasing last week's goals. That's right. That's that. That is the danger. Which you know, some weeks, you know, if you did that at the end of the season here with Everton, you it paid oh. off. If you did Big, it, if you did it with Ross Barkley, it did not pay off. <laughs> Biggest regret of the season, and maybe all of us can say this, except for you, you and Dina, is I never owned an Everton defender. No, that's not true. I owned Dina for a little while, but definitely not at the end of the season yeah. when Everton was clean sheeting the like the last ten games. Sounds dirty. Um, <laughs> I will say the most recent game week that we're you know coming off of here, the game week thirty eight that that finished the season. We talked about leading into that how Paul Pogba was one of the biggest transfers in. That's that's the danger in my mind of your philosophy is is you're you're having to get Paul Pogba to try to well, you know capitalize on that value. I know that it's the final week of the season <clears> and whatnot. Sure, but but, but that, isn't that the danger of following the crowd? No, but but just because people are transferring someone in doesn't necessarily mean his value will go up. There there's a there's a special way to know. Typically, there's an algorithm that's out there that will let you know. Chances are, if the value is going to go up, it's also based on the ownership. Well, you and can how see, many I was going to say you can see. So if, I, if, I would, that's where we've thirty percent people own Paul Pogba, and then a hundred percent, a hundred thousand people transfer him in. His value is not going to move that week because too many people own. You can him. see it. I mean, you can sort it. Obviously, if you're using a, a browser on a on a computer, you know, on a desktop or laptop. What other types of computers are there? Sure, the, the app is better for it. I think because you can see, you know what, you know you can see by transfers in, you know you can see it sortable, you know obviously right away, and I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's a little bit more um, real time. If yeah. it, you mean you can kind of see right away, like oh sure. this, if this this guy's already transferred in ten thousand times, fifteen thousand times, and it's, you know, and it's Monday, Sunday. <laughs> You know, it's one, it's a reaction to whatever that person did. But two, yeah, you might as well just count, you know, you're counting down probably minutes at that point from when that price is going to rise. Yeah. I think it's fascinating, Dave, that, you know, I'm taking an old school, I've always taken an old school approach. You're taking a little bit more of a new school stat driven approach. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we're both, 
we both got to the end of a kind of disappointing season, at least yeah. the way it finished. And we're both digging in with the way that we have brought to this season. We're, we're saying we're going to do the same thing that, that we want to do and wish we had done better. Well, I just le- I think I learned how to, how to do it better. And I think I learned what it looks like when I don't stick with it. Yeah. It's interesting. Inter- yeah, that's cool. Any other storylines from this past season that uh, you guys are going to take away? I think we need to talk about Mo Salah briefly. It is only fitting that we do. We started the season with the Salah-Mane debate. If that's one subject that was on our podcast more than any, that's right. it was the, the Salah-Mane debate. And the, sure. correct, and the correct answer was have them both all season. That's, that's Potentially true. true. I want to take Mane out of it. Because if you look at points per pound, Sadio Mane was the better value. No question about it. But we said that you know FPL skyrocketed Mo Salah's price up to 13 pounds, I think, to start the season, which was an incredibly high number. Understandably so, given his performance last season. But we said at the beginning of the year, that's going to be the storyline of the season, is Mo Salah's price in comparison to his performance. And it's true. That that dominated our podcast more than anything else. And I'm sorry for anyone who's sick of hearing about Mo Salah. But that really was the FPL story. Do you bite the bullet on that price at any point in the season or not? When do you drop that price and spread that out throughout the rest of your squad? When do you go back to that price? And and honestly, I, I dare say how you did this season, no matter how much or how little you owned him and where you ended up, a lot of that final result had to do with something in there regarding Mo Salah. I don't yeah. know. I would say I would say that's definitely true because so many people had gotten rid of him, and I mean you could catch the form. I guess it was possible because well, we they, had they a guy both, in our both, league. They both caught fire at, at different. It seemed like they caught fire at, at different, different times. times. There, there was a about a six week stretch in the middle of the season where Muhammad Salah. Uh, where like one guy in our league owned him, and he captained him every week, and it shot him up from like fifteenth or sixteenth up into the top ten, where he stayed the rest of the year. Aaron Hicks, where he captained Mo Salah, and he single handedly got him up there. And then Aaron did a fantastic job at staying there, right? But he was he was the first. He jumped on him early. Yeah, and Sal- he just Salah's he- hot streak towards you know after Christmas and and around Christmas and there and thereafter. Yep. Uh, that change of formation for Liverpool, and when he, you know, when he was scoring double digits, you know, consecutive weeks, and you know, if you already had him, which thirty percent of everyone playing already did, but yeah, a lot of people had already, you know, gotten rid of him for exactly that reason. Mane, you know, Mane was cheaper, or somebody else had, you know, was the decision between him and Sterling, or him and Hazard, or whatever it was. And then when Salah finally, when he lit up again, I mean, yeah, it, that was one of my first wild card moves was to get Salah back in. I think I got him one of those weeks when he scored a 15 or something yeah. like that, and that's when he dipped. Uh, yeah, it was his last. It was his. It was uh, week 23 against Crystal Palace, and he didn't really duplicate that kind of heat the rest of the season. Maybe yeah. one or two matches where he. You know had a had a really good score, but not at all like he had there in those, you know, five or six weeks uh, around midseason. My opinion: I would have wanted to own Robertson, Allison, and Mane in the entire season. If you were to give me three players, say Dave, pick three Liverpool players. I think that's what I did. What that's what I would have done. 
Even though points per pound wise, you probably would have been best just to pick three Liverpool. I don't know. Players. I mean, we yeah. we it was brought up a little bit. You know, forward the forward position was was disappointing or difficult this season. It's very so, difficult. There's little consistency in multiple mm-hmm. weeks. And you know, Jimenez, not even Aubameyang and Aguero, who I was going to say, two, had great stretches. Thanks a lot, Harry Kane. I was going to say, <laughs> Harry Kane being hurt. injured twice, yeah, really hurt. I think having that one guy that you know, because there were some. I mean, I owned Harry Kane. You know, my guess by, is by midseason. My guess, and and I looked at some of your scores midseason. Harry Kane did you very well. Yeah. In fact, you captained him multiple weeks in a row at once at one stretch. Yeah. Harry Kane, uh, my guess is will be low. Will be an eleven point five. I don't think he'll be a twelve to start the next season. I wonder if he's not eleven point five, and if so. That's gonna be. Uh, I'll, I'll give me some Harris August Kane. Well, I was gonna say you're. It's gonna be. Uh, I mean, I feel like the built-in risk of re-injury now. Uh, I mean, we, we might as well start counting on this. That you at think? some point, you think it, well, it's happened for it's the last happened two last years, three or four years where he's had something. Well, he won the Golden uh, Boot a couple week, a couple years ago. So. Almost every time, it's the ankle. I mean, that's how is that not gonna? That's that's. It's like a maybe almost clockwork recurrence here. It's more Barcelona warm weather training. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like that was one of the biggest. You know, Aguero was excellent over the course of the season. Obama Yang, I mean, Obama Yang, it's just crazy, right? So Obama Yang finishes with the golden boot tied with Mane and Salah, the most forward fantasy points. And he, and I, we don't even have to look it up. We know the answer. Arguably missed. No, it's not. It's inarguable. We don't even have to look it up. It's inarguable. He missed the most big chances of anyone this season, and one you, in the last game where he could have won the Golden Boot solo. And you might say too. I mean, I don't. I, I don't have the minutes right in front of me, but I'd say it's pretty. I'd say it's almost a guarantee that out of the top scoring forwards, the number of minutes that he played, you know, I. It just made him impossible to trust, and yet, you know, anybody who stuck with him got paid off. You know, anyone who stuck with him definitely over the course of the season. But um, I'm not gonna lie; I'm surprised he's he's a top scoring fantasy. Striker. I can tell you this for sure: that Pierre Emerick Aubameyang played out of out of four out of the forward position was the tenth most minutes played. Wow! Of any forward, so you know the Premier League is counting Raheem Sterling, Eden Hazard uh, as forwards. Yeah, yeah, Zaha Zaha might not end up there again. Yeah, uh, next season, Mane is in there too. But yeah, all of those guys. Iosi Perez played more minutes than than really? Yang did this season. Josh King played more minutes. That's shocking. Mitrovic played the most minutes of any forward this season. And, and, but, but what's interesting but what I'm is, saying is that's Obama a, that's, Yang wasn't hurt. Yeah, that's what's that's a lot of it. minutes to not be out there for somebody who clearly is the difference. You know, offensively, he and Lacazette together. Lacazette's not even in. You know, Lacazette is 19th. He played. He played. He's just ahead of Sergio in, Aguero in minutes. In minutes played, yet is Six. sixth yeah. in fantasy points. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a, that was a really tough one, I think, to to wrap your head around and just stay stay with. But for obvious reasons, I mean, that's a that's a lot of time to miss. 
Something I just realized while we were talking about Aubameyang too is he ended the season at 10.8 pounds. He started the season at 11. So he's our top scoring forward and he dropped two tenths of a isn't pound. That, isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. That's such an anomaly. That doesn't make any sense. Fascinating stuff. Well, that ends this season. It has been a blast. Yes. Lots of fun stuff to talk about, and I'm very much looking forward to getting a fresh start in August. Fully loaded! With a new season. We will, of course, preview the new season in mm -hmm. the month of August as we lead up to the 1920 season beginning sometime around mid-August. I don't have the date in front of me, but it's middle of August. In the meantime, we've got three months until then. Plenty of plenty of football that'll be on the TV. Yes, some turn international tournaments throughout the summer. The mm. Women's World Cup is something that uh, we in the United States pay particular attention to, since we're usually pretty good in mm -hmm. that. Uh, but there's also the Copa America. Uh, again, there's the Gold Cup here in uh, Concacaf, and uh, a lot of uh, Euro qualifying. Euro 2020 qualifying as well. Man, fo uh, poor footballers. They Do they even get like a few weeks break? They're mandatory two weeks, I think. Oh, is my gosh. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, how about May 29th? Come on, you Gunners. <laughs> Europa Come League final. Come on, you Gunners. We need, we need to get it done. There are still some matches to be played in this season. The Arsenal, Chelsea, any day. Look, in my in my life, any day Chelsea loses, it's a good day. So if there's one team that Arsenal that I get more enjoyment out of watching Arsenal beat, it's Chelsea. And Dave, so hopefully that day will be a fun day. Have Arsenal won a trophy since you've been following them? Yeah, absolutely. They have? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. FA Cups. FA Cups. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But this will be the first European Trophy. Yes, yes. All this right. is the first one that I've seen them have a chance to win, a legitimate chance to win. That's great. Very so, good. yeah, no, I'm excited about that. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, <laughs> especially because top four is – I mean, it, it's a Champions League qualifications on the line. So, And That's Chelsea's true. already in, so they don't care. They, they Rumor is their manager's going to be sacked. Hazard's going to be leaving. I'm hoping all that controversy permeates the team. Nice. And they just kind of half-ass it on the way in there. Understood. So. Understood. Well, we're going to be here throughout the summer. We may not recap oh, well, those let's matches Let's reference the Champions League final. Oh, I mean, uh, June 1st. I didn't want to be the one to bring it up. Come on. Liverpool, Tottenham. That'll be fun. This is unbelievable. It's, it's be fun. fun. It's this unbelievable. Two teams that believe their destiny is the Champions League final. Look, you can't tell me that after the end of each of those games, I know Liverpool's like, it's written in the stars. It's ours. But you can't tell me that. I remember Andrew the ref writing off uh, Tottenham in the group stage when they were going to play Dortmund. And you know what Spurs did? They won. Every time you write the Spurs off, they win. They were written off against Ajax just as much as Liverpool was written off against Barcelona. Both of them stood strong. Don't you poo-poo that, Scott. It's true. Listen. The Spurs were this down 1-0. final, it might not be as epic as I want it to be, but God bless, if it could be a Spurs City 4-3 game, that would be mind-blowing, amazing. My gut is it's probably a 1-0 or a 1-1-2-1 game. It's probably going to be lower scoring than we want it to be. And it is going to be tense. And it is going to be fantastic. My fear for Liverpool, I think Liverpool obviously is a favorite. If I had to bet money, I'd bet money on Liverpool. My fear for Liverpool is this. When Spurs won was that Spurs are not intimidated about Liverpool. 
And, you know, if it had been Ajax, Ajax would have been like, ah, it's freaking Liverpool. Like, <laughs> oh, no. But Spurs don't have any of that. <laughs> That's the intimidated voice when you're scared of something, Scott. Yeah, but um, they weren't scared of Juventus or Real Madrid. Yeah, but here we go. Listen, you get on that big stage and you're playing, uh, you're not playing at Anfield, which is, uh, you know, the, the death nail to most visiting opponents. But true. I'm just saying Spurs, the, the worst thing for Liverpool was Spurs getting through. I'm not saying that they're still not the favorite. I'm just saying. All right. You know, you know what I'm saying? This is not a Champions League podcast. It, it is. Absolutely. Well, why not? It's all England. Premier League. European finals. Why not? Let's just briefly discuss it. I just and wanted you, to bring and, it up. And you did. And I, I appreciate that. And it's going to be great. Watch. And we're all going to be riveted to it. And it's I, be great. We are going to be riveted. I will hope that people are riveted to our podcast throughout the summer. That'd be nice. Because we're going to have some bonus episodes. Back on track. Thank you, Scott. A chance. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, both of those things. Uh, <laughs> it, it's We're going to do some random things. Whatever it, it, This thing be, kind of becomes uh, whatever we want it to be during the summer. It, it's a little bit of a break. Uh, so there might be some weeks that you don't hear from us, but make sure you stay subscribed throughout the summer because we will be giving you some original creative content throughout the months as we lead up to the new season. We will not forget the Patreon uh, contributors, mm. as, and we will mention that going in. That's right. As they will have options... Bet pending on their subscription. That's right. To uh, they'll be a part of our podcast. To be involved in the new season. That's and right. So that's a great plug for that. Patreon.com/slash/fsfc. If you want to uh, jump into one of those tiers, you can be a part of our podcast as we move into the new season. The 1920 season is going to be a lot of fun because of that. No doubt. We're also going to have some other changes to the pod. I'm excited to to add some of the things and maybe maybe change some things going into the new year it will be fantastic that's right but if you love us already you'll still love us now no doubt no doubt about it hey for the fancy soccer fc podcast this is david smith until next time